0: On this episode, we talk about pets cutting through the noise and VaynerMedia's social accounts. Gary Nurchuk, and this is episode 171 of the Ask Gary V Show. Late in the year, uh, India, the Jets have won three straight games, so I'm in a good mood today. I apologize, everybody who you know. Big ups to the Vayner Nation that's been following my new website. Stefan, get that. You know, actually take over whole, actually, can you move my face small in the corner and have the whole website here? It's a little more editing, but I'll take it. Uh, Big ups to everybody who's checked out the new website. I appreciate it. And uh, for a lot of you calling me out, because the new Calendar app, which I know we also have to throw a right hook for, so let's get that up. Calendar app, please download it. Check that out. Something really cool. If you don't want to miss any more of my public uh, streamings or my free public events or my keynotes, we were looking at a lot of the feedback that uh, I've been getting in the last year, and when we updated, the site. The biggest thing was people wanting to know when I was in town and things were available so we created this app. It's really cool. Make sure you download it. It syncs with your calendar but we put that there'd be an Ask Gary Vee show yesterday because there was supposed to be. What do you think? There was only probably four or five times in the entire year that we were planning on doing the show and we had to cancel because I just couldn't get it in. Right. It's like
1: they happened like more recent, so it felt like it was more.
0: Like, because November and December. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so interesting that like, of course, now we have the app. We make the promise, and we did not do the show yesterday, so we're back in the saddle. Uh, for everybody who's been giving me huge love for the daily V's, uh, thank you so much. We've done two. rock is MIA to the beginning of the year, so uh, there'll be no more daily V's until January. But then we're gonna come hard, two to three a week we're looking to do. I'm excited about that. Huge feedback on that, Britt. I don't know if you noticed that. I have noticed. Um, and so, uh, I'm excited. you should at least, like, yeah. She's like. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Got it. And so, uh, and so that's good. Uh, and that's it. You know, going to Dallas. Uh, I've now made the commitment to go to every Jets game this year. So with that, India, let's get into the show. show. Not bad. Wow, I missed that. You know? Yeah, that was that was kind of nostalgic. It was. I missed the show. I, I've been a, been a little MIA. So busy. End of the year. Hope you're hustling as well. Let's do it. First question from Matt.
1: Matt, how would you market a pet toy wholesale brand now looking to build a direct-to-consumer presence?
0: Matt, first and foremost, I'm saddened by your concern because you literally are playing in one of the three or four best genres. Like, you're selling to pet enthusiasts. Have you looked at the psychology and emotion of people that love their pets? There are people that really, really, there are enormous amounts of human beings in the world that love their pets more than their family. I mean, so, you're talking about a high emotion category Instagram is littered, literally littered. Go to the hat I mean, Stefan, let's let's go functionality here. It's not super complicated. There's something called Instagram. You open it up, you literally hit the search button. You go to search. You literally put dogs. Dogs, stick with me here. This is massively complicated. Slow internet. Dogs, tags, sticking with me here. I, I don't know how you're zooming in, Stefan. I'm sorry for the slow internet. I should be on the Wi-Fi. All right, dogs of Instagram. Oh, I don't know. 34 million hashtags. Dogs 22 million hashtags. Dogstagram 13 million. Dog sitting 2 million. These this is Are you nuts? Like, start putting out content on Instagram, start tagging your stuff with these tags that everybody uses and use hashtag writing to build awareness and it doesn't cost you anything except for the production of the content which on a scrappy business level should be free because it's your time. Time is valuable but it should be free and so, Instagram for sure because the attention graph is there. You can buy Facebook ads against dog lovers or fans of dogs all day long. We had the benefit of working with a dog brand company. Our conversion rates and engagement were at the highest of anything we played with. you know, obviously you're watching the show and and maybe you just want to get your question on, but this is very basic. Facebook ads, Instagram, creative with using the hashtags. Go search. I would run ads. Uh, I I made an investment in a company called BarkBox. They have a content play. Their ads on that site, from what I hear, are converting extremely well for your advertising. Not because it's an investment I made because I want to be historically right. I own nothing of it. It's like, it's it's just a place that a lot of dog people are spending a lot of attention. There's so many places, I mean... This kind of pissed me off, India. This was not the right, I don't know if you asked me this question on purpose to get me going. You did? Mm -hmm. Got it, okay, well.
1: Also, he was really persistent.
0: So So you uh, tried to razz him? Were you razzing him a little bit for his persistence? What's his name? Matt. Matt, first of all, I love the persistence. Raz India, I like it. Second, (laughs) it's dogs and cats and parrots and people love this crap, I mean, are you nuts? Easy, easy, just a, I'm almost wondering if you're just crippled by how much you can do, versus by being curious of what you should do. That's good. Yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs> we've, we've, got a, we've got a new, uh, we should make that a medium article. Or the new Gary, Vaynerch- the Gary Vaynerchuk, the stuff on mobile is fire. Zach killed it, all right.
1: John asks, I know you're the brand, but why are Vader Media's social accounts so whatever? Why are those outlets afterthoughts? Uh, that's a
0: really good point. Um, we we decided to take on this question. It's not a fun question. We are we are not doing a good enough job on the Media accounts. It's a hundred percent my fault. We've had people in the past at a good rotation. We were when we were two or three hundred people. I think in 2016, it became a secondary uh, priority as some of those people graduated into more senior jobs or more responsibilities or or, or something was lost in translation. You know. We're, we're, the, the real answer, there's two very interesting answers. So, the answer, the first answer is it wasn't a priority, it stems from the top, it lost its momentum, and I didn't create infrastructure to fix it. The second part's probably more interesting, which is our funnel of applicants and high quality employees and new business is so high that we're taking, it's the same reason I don't think Apple is a good advertiser. When you have the best product, advert, in the same way I always say, the greatest advertising in the world doesn't fix your shit product, when you have the best product, the worst advertising doesn't hurt you as much either. It could hurt you a little bit. I'd be, I wouldn't be naive to think that we maybe missed out on some clients because they're, like, well, they're not doing their own social as well as they used to or could be, because uh, we used to be best in class. And two, uh, you know, some applicants were like, well, they don't take that serious. So. Yes, I think we probably run on the fact that I'm so strong and good at it and there is that proxy, the way you asked the question, but it is the, I probably was willing to answer this question to shame myself into fixing that in 2016. As a matter of fact, I'm putting you in charge of shaming me. No, no, not in charge of the Vayner accounts, but in charge of me putting together the team in January that will start executing in February. Or the system, because I do have this idea of since we have so many employees, creating a calendar where one employee takes over the account every day for the entire year. You like, that? Do you like that? That's a clever little idea. Also, let them do whatever do. Yeah, I'm not. You know, you know, I love to run it capitalistic. I'm not scared of anybody doing inappropriate things. They'll just get fired and. <laughs> we'll own, own up to it. It's not super complicated. I hate when company this is a good way to answer something else. Like, what am I gonna like check the content and like give them a bunch of hand, handbooks and rules? No. If you know, if Marv like sucks at it and like puts up inappropriate pictures of himself, like he'll get fired. I like when we're doing
1: the Snapchats for different departments
0: Yeah, are. we're gonna go hard on that. Cool. Next
1: one Next one. Shaziah? Shaziah. Josiah asks. Would you recommend a white label video player or YouTube for media companies looking to monetize video content?
0: Both, if you have an advertising department that can get your own sales team to sell pre-roll or integration within your own video player that gives you more flexibility than what YouTube could based on what your advertisers or partners would want from the player and that you could justify building a player for a couple hundred thousand dollars because you have a million dollar sponsorship but this sponsorship wanted these unique things that YouTube didn't have, you do that. If you're like 99% of the rest of the world, you use YouTube. That was tight. Pat Flynn. jeez. Pat Flynn. <laughs> big time guy. A lot of people are sure, watching the show <laughs> listen to this podcast. First of all, Pat, you took forever to fucking send this to me.
1: When a new idea pops
0: in. Let's go back, because I was just Hey here. Gary,
1: what's up? Pat from Smart Passive Income. Quick question, when you get a new idea, when a new idea pops into your head, how do you, do, do you have a validation process before actually taking action on that idea to make sure it's worth it or not? Do you have a vetting process? Does your team help you? I'm curious because, you know, a lot of us entrepreneurs, we get a ton of ideas. How do you know which ones are gonna work or not? And to follow that up, uh, do you have an example?
0: That's a great, 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 great question. I have two processes. One is completely emotional, the other one is completely rational. There have been ideas, a la The Ask Gary Vee Show, where literally in one shot, though it's percolated a little bit, in one moment I go, I execute against the idea, and I let the results speak for themselves and I can stop it. You know, for every time I look like a hero where I make the first episode of Wine Library TV or Ask Gary Vee and I say, we're gonna look back at this and this was right, there are seven other things I've done like that which are floating in the internets and I'm I'm gonna we're gonna look back at this and be like, my first picture from Flickr. My first picture for Flickr. Do you have it somewhere? My first picture from Flickr, I drew out gourmetlibrary.com. Drew it. And I said one day this will be one of the most iconic pictures in my life or something like that. And it was because at that time, I thought I was gonna launch gourmetlibrary.com and I knew that I was gonna build a hundred million dollar gourmet business. What happened was I started Wine Library TV two months later as well and that became the thing and I never got around to really doing Gourmet Library. So I think that I've got that intuitive part. The other part is like Wine Library TV, since February, since really like March or April of 2005, I knew that I wanted to do a YouTube show. That it was gonna be big, that YouTube was gonna be big, but it took me until February of to start Wine Library TV. Uh, I knew that I wanted to do an e-commerce site in 94, but I really didn't launch it until 96, but really run it until 98. Uh, uh, I know that I'm going to buy a brand one day. Puma, Snickers, you know, Paps Blue Ribbon, but I'm percolating and learning for 10 years before that moment. So I have both, but uh, Pat, really the answer is it's very internal. I don't go to my dad or to Britney and be like, hey Britt, what do you think? Like I don't give a shit what Brittany thinks. It's, now that is either a strength or a weakness. Sorry Britt. That's either a strength or a weakness but I want to give you the truth which is I go very internal. I feel it with myself. I care, you know what's funny? It's not, that I, don't, I don't care what Brittany says as my consultant or teammate. I care what Brittany does as a consumer. I respect the market over my friends, my family, my, the people I respect, and even myself. And so I think the way to find out what the market's gonna feel and do is by giving them a chance to react to it. So I let the things that I feel the most bubble up, and then I execute against those things, and then I let the chips fall where they may. Found you found the picture? The caption is so funny. One day everyone will know why this pic is so amazing. Oh my God! See, this is so cool because look, the so, I mean obviously you're gonna put this up, stuff on, the so is very similar to show. Yeah. That's unbelievable. One day, December 30th, 2005, oh my God! This is literally, what's today?
1: Sixteen. This,
0: this is literally, literally a decade ago. Yeah. Like two weeks short of a decade ago. There's a picture of the pasta I ate <laughs> while I drew out gourmetlibrary.com And one day everyone will know why this pick is so amazing. And I'm going to tell you why this pick is so amazing. Though I didn't execute on Gourmet Library 10 years ago, and big shout out to Eric Kastner and John Kay, who were there with me that day. Even though I didn't, this date was the two-week period. This was the height of the holidays. This date represents the day that I knew that I wasn't going to be in the wine business the rest of my life. This picture really represents the transformation into what all of you have known me to become over the last 10 years.
1: Dirty bowl, so significant
0: though. I told you one day everybody would understand why this pic is so. <laughs>
1: I even like bookmarked it because we were meeting. <laughs> because it's, it's
0: so amazing. So That's cool. That cool. I'm a little bit emotional about that. Last
1: question. Yes. Tellez asks, how do I cut through the shit and engage to become the number one knowledge leader? Ah, T, this is such a good question. India, you're
0: just getting very strategic about your bookending of questions. I'm very proud of you, actually, today. You've really grown in your, uh, in your DJing of question skills. Great year for you. Um, the reason I said that is India knows that I'm going to go off on this one, mainly because it's such a simple answer, T. Yes, there's so much noise, and there's so much bad crap, and the way to break through, this is crazy now, stick with me, is to actually be the best and actually have the skills that allow you to break through. Being a thought leader is no different than being the best football player in America. How does one become, with all the people that want to be a professional football player, you know, 80% of dudes that are 15, 60, whatever, I don't know, right? Of all those people, how do you become Aaron Rodgers? Crazy thing, you have to have the natural ability and then you have to put, so much work into that ability that you rise above all the other people that equally had or around the same level of that ability. How do you become the thought leader or the one in your space? You need to be the best. The reason I was the one in the wine space is for 15 years, since I was 15, before I started Wine Library TV, I had learned an insane amount about wine. I had executed for eight years running the fastest growing and then ultimately one of the biggest wine businesses in America. I amassed my knowledge, I went all in, I worked 15 hours a day, and then I started content on what would then become one of the most important communication tools of our time called YouTube on top of the internet, and then after I showed everybody the way, every other wine personality decided to get a camera like this and do it too. That's what 2006, 7, 8, and 2009 was in Wine World. They're like, wait, if that idiot can do it, I can do it. And then I had to be the best. And that's what this business show's about, there's a lot of other business shows, Either I'm gonna be the most valuable for you, or the second most valuable, or the third most valuable, or you're not gonna watch me. It's the quality. You break through, not by your tactics, you break through by your ability and your skills. It's the truth. That's what's so great about a market. The customer gets to decide. Not you, not me, not you. And so, you go out there and you execute. And then you let the chips fall. Do you know how many people are running around on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter right now trying to do my tactics, a lot. See it every day. Do they have the same business acumen? Do they have the same business skills? Do they have the same 20 years of experience of running businesses? Do they have the same history of being right where the consumer behavior is going in the country? Not as much, and there are others that are, and there's plenty of you watching right now. There's a 16-year-old watching this right now who's got more chops than me, who's gonna put in just as work as me, and he's gonna go out and win. There's a girl right now in Alabama who has more natural DNA to understand what the consumers are gonna do in 2020 and 2030, and if she puts into work, because she's gonna, she's gonna go and she's gonna be bigger and more successful and more dominant than me. That's what's awesome about the game. That's how you break through the clutter. You break through all that crap that you decided is crap by being better than that crap. Now let's just see if you're not that crap too. Question of the day. How many more of these do we have before I go away? Two? We're gonna do one tomorrow on Friday? No, tomorrow I'm in Chattanooga and Charlotte. So one more Friday? And that's it. So it's the second to last episode of the year because I'm going family time. Unless I might ask you to meet me at the Jets game because I'm flying back for Jets Patriots. But Let's assume this is. We've got two more, so what do I want to know? I guess I'll go, I'll go New Year's resolution. Okay, so I'm gonna go with question of the day because I'm glad it's back, I missed it. Question of the day. Uh, what are you doing for the holidays? I'm in a surprise and delight kind of mood, so let's see how detailed people get on the, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the Twitters. I love when people say the, on the Twitter. Uh, let me know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we're also on YouTube. And that's it. We're doing oh yes, we are doing a, an exclusive podcast question, but for everybody who's watching on those channels, you're out. I feel like I'm on these radios when you've got a local and a national broadcast. For everybody who's listening on the podcast, I'll be with you in a second. For the rest of you, you keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them.
1: Elmore asks, I worry that after devoting all of my time into one passion, my passion will change. How can I tackle this?
0: By not being crippled by that scenario. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, it's kind of like uh, losing a loved one. Like, not losing like death, I'm sorry, but like, like breaking up with a boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, instead of looking at it as a four year waste of time, why don't you look at it as a four year incredible journey? And like take the value that you got out of it and how it evolved you as a person and all those great times you had. I, I, I my passion evolved from just being a wine business person. I devoted my entire life to it, 15 years all of it half of my life at that point as a young man and then i wanted to do other things i don't look at that as a negative it you know and by the way if i want to go be a zen buddha or a non-profitist or an artist or or whatever like all these things i've learned over these like 40 years of my life i'm going to be able to deploy against that the problem with this question is the problem with 90% of the people that interact with me which is people are just defaulting into looking at the negatives instead of the positives i hear that question i see nothing but positive like if you, it's almost like if you've known how to love once, you know how to love again. if you were capable about being so passionate about something once, then it's great because you're capable about being passionate again and deploying those same things, plus you get to bring the learnings. That's my answer. Thanks podcast people for listening. Uh, hope you're enjoying your run or your, your drive right now. I know traffic sucks in the holidays. So anyway, talk to you soon.